With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to a very special edition of Around the Bases. I am Patrick Womack uh, alongside with Jared Sandler. And we've got two very important topics to cover for you today. First off being the Texas Rangers Jared, what do you think about the Rangers so far this offseason? Yeah, you know, it's been a really interesting offseason for them. You know, they, they haven't made the headline-stealing moves, and on the flip side, the Astros have. And, you know, I, I know that everyone wants that. Everyone wants to win the offseason because you feel like you know, you've really done something. But, I mean, how many times do we see that it's the teams who oftentimes don't make all the, the big-money headline-stealing moves that end up better off for it? And so... You know, it'll be interesting to see what the Rangers still do. They still have work to do, but I'm not worried just because they didn't come away from the winter meetings without some big-name player added to the roster. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, to me, John Daniels put it best in a quote. I mean, he said, we've played past 162 games in six of the last seven years. That's what matters, a winning team, not so much December headlines. Exactly. I mean, that's... And that's so true. I mean, you know, just look within the division. The Seattle Mariners have spent many an offseason, uh, you know, over the last 10 years making all these sexy moves. And what has it amounted to? Almost nothing, you know. And as a matter of fact, just using the Mariners as an example, their best year came on the heels of uh, unloading their best players when they got rid of Ken Griffey Jr. and Alex Rodriguez. And, and not to say that those guys made them worse, but it just goes to show that – it. This really over the course of the season is as much about depth and balance as it might be star power. I mean, the best player in Major League Baseball plays on arguably the team with the least bright future in Major League Baseball, and that's Mike Trout and the Angels. So, you know, I know everyone wants Edwin Encarnacion. A lot of people also might want Mike Napoli, and that's fine. I get it. Uh, But I think where this team needs to focus its efforts right now is – also building depth and figuring out what they want their identity to be. Uh, and there is obviously risk, as, as there always is, with signing a guy at Edwin Encarnacion's age. He'll be 34 in January uh, to a long-term deal. And that's that's exactly what he's looking for. And I don't think we can 100% take that out of the question uh, with Edwin Encarnacion. I mean, of course, if his market were to drop considerably, I think you could consider the Rangers definitely a part of that. Um They've liked Edwin Encarnacion for a long time. That's been noted uh, through multiple sources. So I wouldn't give up on the Rangers yet. Um, And to the Rangers fans, I don't think there's a reason to give up on the Rangers yet. Uh, For one thing, their depth right now to me, and I am biased. I'm a huge Texas Rangers fan, of course. I really like our depth. I, I think we have a good team currently as it stands if we were to start the season tomorrow i would be confident that this team could contend not that they could win a world series but i think they could seriously contend in the al west i mean this is a team that had the best record in major league baseball last year and you know they 
they aren't going to be, at least it doesn't appear as if they're going to be too terribly different. You know, at a minimum, maybe maybe they do add a big name. Uh, but, you know, they, they're going to lose Ian Desmond. And while he did a lot of good things for the Rangers, uh, he also had his, his shortcomings. Uh, and, and I think the big thing here is what people forget is that the Rangers do have a decent amount of young talent. And young talent should get better. Now, that's, that's where organizations are also ultimately measured is their ability to develop young talent. The Rangers haven't done that with pitching, but uh, they have had success with that, in, you know, with the position players. So the Rangers should get more production out of Omar Mazzara. They should continue to see Rugnet Odor improve. They should continue to see Ryan Rua improve. Hopefully they get something out of Joey Gallo if, if Joey Gallo is still in the organization. So, uh, you know, it, it is going to be interesting. Uh, unfortunately for the Rangers, the dark cloud, I think, is not as much – their lack of activity as it is Houston's uh, amount of activity and also just the scariness of their young talent and how they should continue to get better. Absolutely. And, I mean, we've got a long offseason to come. Uh, there are multiple moves can be made in that time, uh, and I can't wait to see it. So uh, let's move on. Let's talk, let's talk some Dallas Cowboys. And now they're 11-2. and two. Is there any worry? Should there be any worry on the Dallas Cowboys right now? Well, I think in general, I don't know that there should be worry about the team. Uh, I think it's understandable if maybe you're a little less sure that Dak Prescott's the best option than you were a few few weeks ago. If it's if it's me, Dak Prescott starting against Tampa, and I don't even think about it. And that's going to be the case. He is going to start, but like I don't. I mean, I, I personally don't even consider Tony Romo as an option unless Dak struggles against Tampa Bay. So. You know, the real story, uh, the reason why there's so much concern behind an 11-2 team that just saw an 11-game winning streak come to an end, an unprecedented type streak, uh, is because of the quarterback play. I'm not ready to give up on on Dak Prescott just yet, uh, but I am curious to see how he plays against Tampa Bay. Yeah, definitely. I mean, in my opinion, I think Tampa Bay is going to tell the story for Dak Prescott because we saw him start to falter against Minnesota in the game that they won. Probably should not have won, but they did win. They pulled. They were able to pull it out. He definitely really struggled against the Giants. If he struggles against Tampa Bay, that's now three games in a row where maybe he's considerably hitting a wall. I mean, no, none of these Dallas Cowboys fans are going to want to see them go this far to get eliminated in the first round of the playoffs. You know, you bring up a wall, and we talked about it with Zeke, and maybe we should talk about it more with Dak. He's never played as many games in a season, and he's never played games of this magnitude with this sort of emotional attachment to it. Uh, the fanfare, I mean, Mississippi State football is big in Starkville, but it's certainly not Dallas Cowboys football. Uh, so, you know, I think there is a, a toll, whether it's physical or emotional, uh, or mental. I mean, he's being challenged mentally in ways that he had never before been challenged, and he's shown tremendous growth. I mean, one of the uh, the knocks on Dak was that you know would he ever be able to dissect the defense and and make reads the way you need a quarterback to make reads? And I mean, heck, the guy's done it here in his rookie year. But you know, you wonder if he's hitting a wall. Maybe that's the case. I'll tell you this. I think this is uh, an interesting point of discussion. But you know. There's obviously now doubt as to whether or not Dak is the guy for this year. I'll tell you, I am unwavering in my confidence that Dak is absolutely the right guy in the post-Romo era. I mean, I, 
We all kind of thought we reached the post-Romo era already. If for whatever reason it doesn't play out that way this year, I still have a ton of confidence that Dak is the guy beyond because he's made tremendous strides in one season, and he's got all what we believe. We're told he has all the intangibles to continue that train and keep it going in that direction beyond this year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think Dak Prescott is the quarterback of the future. I think this is undoubtedly uh, Tony Romo's last year as a Cowboy. Um in my opinion, I think if Dak struggles with struggles with Tampa Bay and the Cowboys lose another game, I think Tony Romo is ready to play the last game against Philly in Philly. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, they still have Detroit before, but you know, it, luckily, one thing where the Cowboys are really uh, able to have some some wiggle room here is that they probably, you know, because they won eleven straight, they don't have to win out to achieve anything. I mean, they. They can go one and two over their final three and still accomplish everything that can be accomplished in the regular season. Uh, so, you know, Romo does have a history, especially recently, of struggling when he makes his immediate return. I mean, that goes back to 2014, that first half against the 49ers in week one where he threw, what, like three interceptions uh, and then started to knock the rust off. Well, uh, you know, he will have a bit of, you know, typically teams in week 16 and 17 I mean, they need to win. I mean, there, there's uh, there's not a lot of leeway and room for a quarterback to knock off Russ, but I think the Cowboys have the ability to make that type of a decision knowing that Tony Romo might have to knock off some Russ because of the success they've had. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, and it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I know Tony Romo probably definitely wants to be the quarterback again. I, th- I think, I mean, that's there's no question there. But it'll be interesting to see. Uh, his tune-up game may have to be Detroit if Dak Prescott uh, indeed does falter at Tampa Bay. Absolutely. Whether or not that's a he plays a half or he plays the whole game of Detroit. But I think he has to be ready for Philly if Dak struggles. And I'll tell you what, Patrick. I mean, I know a lot of times that we talk – We've had these discussions throughout the year. Well, if you pull Dak now, then you can't go back to him. Or if you, you know, you put Romo in, you've got to give him whatever. I, you know, we act like there are all these rules, but there really aren't any rules. So let's say in week eight, the Cowboys would have pulled Dak, and Romo comes back, and Romo struggles, then you go back to Dak. You know, people act like, oh, you're going to ruin his confidence, whatever. Heck, I don't think the guy has the success he's had if you don't have confidence and he's not mentally tough. I do think, though, if you were to make the decision in the middle of this upcoming week's game, Sunday night against Tampa, if Dak is struggling through three quarters and you put Romo in and Romo does well, I think you need to come out the next day and say Tony Romo is our starting quarterback. Because one thing that the Cowboys have done a great job of all year is quieting and limiting the distraction. And I think that if you're going to play Romo in the middle of the game, uh, and you're going to have all these questions asked about who's the guy, who's the guy, who's the guy, you need to make a decision immediately. And I think that if you're going to take Dak out in the middle of the game because you think Romo's the better option, uh, then I think that shouldn't change uh, over the course of 24 hours. If you think Romo's the better option because Dak's stock continues to drop, then I think you've got to go with Tony Romo for that next week at the very least. Absolutely. I mean, definitely some fan drama to look forward to, uh, but we are going to move on. And I've got a very special guest here to interview. I'm here with the play-by-play, or I'm uh, sorry, the pre- and post-game show host of the Texas Rangers, Jared Sandler. Jared, how you doing? Hey, what's going on? Thanks for having me. 
Glad to have you. You know, I definitely wanted to do some research on you because I've been working with you for weeks here, and I really don't know who you are as a person. I know kind of who you are as a broadcaster, and I was very intrigued to see that you have a South African heritage. Can you describe your heritage for me and what it has meant to you while growing up? Well, I guess it's always been different. Uh, you know, my parents were born in South Africa. My oldest brother was born in South Africa. Uh, my other older brother was born in New York, so I'm the only one born in Dallas. But you know, it's it definitely has its pros and cons. It's it's different, so it's you know a different experience. It's exposure to different uh, different culture, different history, a different way of life. Uh, it's certainly a different upbringing for my parents than maybe a traditional American upbringing during you know the same years. Uh, the, the negatives are that I have a lot of family still in South Africa who I don't get to see very often, and, and maybe I haven't developed the relationships with cousins and grandparents the same way someone might or a family might if you know they're all kind of in the same area. So you know, like I remember growing up, my best friend had uh, you know this really close relationship with his one cousin, uh, his, his his cousin who was about the same age, and they spent so much time, and it was always really weird for me, you know, when we were trying to figure out what we were going to do that weekend. When he would say, man, you know, I, we're, I'm doing something with my cousin. And I'm thinking, man, like I, that's never anything I've ever said because the cousins with whom I would have these great relationships with live in a different continent. So uh, there are definitely pros and cons behind it. Uh, but, you know, I, I do I, – I definitely have learned a lot, uh, you know, just the history of South Africa. It's a country with a unique history with Nelson Mandela. Not all good. As a matter of fact, there's a lot of bad that's associated with – South Africa and maybe the, the history over the course of my parents' lifestyle. And it's also been a, a cool excuse to maybe travel to a foreign country. You know, a lot of, like I talk to friends and they'll say, you know, I never left America. I've never left the continent. Maybe I would have been in the same boat other than the fact that I have family living in a different country and a different continent. So from an early age, I think at age three, I went to South Africa for the first time. And not that I ever, I didn't remember it. I still at age three was able to check off the lead in the country uh, you know, item on the, the to-do list. When was the last time you were able to go see your family in South Africa? 2009, 2010. I was there uh, over the course of the new year. I uh, went with my dad. I uh, would love to go back. My dad goes back, I'd say, once every 18 months or so. Um, so, you know, it, I, it's one of those deals that's tough. You don't just go there for a weekend. You don't really even just go there for like five days. If you're going to go, you go for, you know, probably 10 days at a minimum. Uh, just because of the the cost and the the length of travel time, I and mean, it's you're basically taking a day to get there, um, and a day to come back. So uh, I wish I could go. It's not easy to take two weeks off of work, uh, but uh, you know, hopefully, I uh, I'm able to make it back there here in the next few years. Now you mentioned your dad and even your granddad. Y'all y'all have a, a big, very athletic family. Yeah. How much have sports impacted you and your family's life? Oh, it, it, a ton. I mean, I think a lot of, so, you know, I, I only got to spend a finite amount of time with my grandfather, my dad's dad, but, you know, we spoke on the phone and wrote letters, you know, to one another. Uh, but I feel like I know so much of my grandfather, who he was, uh, you know, he's since passed because of my dad. And, and you know, my dad inherited a lot of, uh, my grandfather's lessons and philosophies, and a lot of those uh, dealt with sports and you know how to conduct yourself. You know, in South Africa, they, they call it being a sportsman. You know, we refer to it as sportsmanship, but 
uh, you know, how to be a proper sportsman is, you know, something that my dad always preached and, uh, you know, how my grandfather, who was a sprinter, would uh, carry himself, you know, through good and bad times athletically. And, um, you know, I grew up in a athletic household with my dad, who was a soccer player. Both my brothers were, were big athletes. Uh, so from a very early age, uh, you know, like any older brothers, uh, you know, my brothers wouldn't let me pick what I wanted to watch on TV. So I was watching sports from age two, three, four. And that was, that's all I knew. And that was great. Uh, but I, I grew up going from sporting event to sporting events, watching my brothers. I always had a ball in my hand of some sort. So uh, I think that, you know, my family's connection and relationship with sports is very much a part of who I am and, and why I am maybe doing what I'm doing. That's really awesome. Well, we got to go to a quick commercial break. I'm here talking with Jared Sandler, and we'll be right back uh, to close our interview with Jared. With Christmas less than two weeks away, don't miss your opportunity to reserve your tables or chairs for your Christmas parties. Call my friends at AA Party at Tent Riddle today at 817-498-3453. With two locations in the DFW Metroplex and over 30 years in the business, they are sure to make your experience a memorable one. So call AA today at 817-498-3453. Also, please check out their website at www.aapartyrental.com for any future party or tent rental needs. And we are back here talking to Jared Sandler. And we just got one last question for you, Jared, and uh, kind of just complete opposite from what we were talking about. <laughs> I stumbled across something and really just had to ask you this. So what happened your freshman year in high school that made Blake Lively your celebrity crush? Oh, I, I mean, I, I saw the movie Accepted. Um, it was not her first work. Uh, she, I think, had already starred or co-starred in Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, but that was not a movie that, you know, appealed to a 14-year-old boy. That was more of a, a total chick flick. So I hadn't seen that, but I watched the movie, accepted, uh, had some fun. You know, it was a stupid movie, but funny movie. Uh, definitely something, if you're trying to fall asleep, you can throw on and mindlessly watch. And uh, I immediately switched from mindlessly watching to watching with great intent when I saw uh, Blake Lively on the screen for the first time, and uh, I was just awestruck by how beautiful she was, and so going on now probably 12 years, she's undoubtedly been my celebrity crush, and like I, I mean, I I don't really worry how I would conduct myself if I met her, I mean, I would definitely propose to her within the first five minutes and swing for the fences, even though she is married, um, but uh I absolutely would love to meet her one day and just see if she is as beautiful in person as she appears to be on the screen. But I I don't hide it. I, I'm not ashamed by it. I absolutely am 110% in love with Blake Lively. And that's great. You shouldn't be ashamed of that whatsoever. <laughs> well, that was, I'm Patrick. That was, this is Gerald, Jared Sandler. This has been Around the Bases. I hope everybody has a great day. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.